Hello, we would like to welcome you to Hopeville Conversations for Women, led by two of our pastor's wives here at Inglewood Baptist Church, Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. It is our prayer that you rest in the hope only Jesus offers through God's Word in our conversations today. Hello, ladies. Welcome to Hopeful Conversations. I'm Carolyn. I'm Jody, And we're so glad that you're here today. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the cure for anxiety, and we're really excited about this topic. Um, it's from Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. But before we start, let's just jump in with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your word, the gift of your word. Um, it is living and active. We've talked about that a lot. And we're so grateful that you've given us your word to, um, to teach us, to refine us, to encourage us, and to bring us hope. And so I pray as we study this scripture today that um, you'll do just that, that you'll, you'll teach us, you'll encourage us, but you'll also refine us um, as only you can through the Holy Spirit. And we pray that um, every word we say will bring glory and honor to you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That is so awesome. So this is a big topic, and I'll, I'll just be transparent and say we got this topic out of the Bible. So in, in the New American Standard Bible, it says right at the above of my verses, the cure for anxiety. So we're not claiming that we have the cure for anxiety, but Jesus has a few incredible words to speak about this. But we want to open up with a, a quick disclaimer to say while we're talking about anxiety and worry and about faith and how to overcome some of that, conquer some of that anxiety, we're not saying that some people uh, are in a situation that they either need medicine, that they need to seek professional counseling or anything of that nature because that, that's real um, that's a real uh, thing that a lot of us are going through, and we're not saying in these cases it's a lack of faith. You know, I, I recently was listening to a woman talk about how her, her life had been with very little anxiety, but one particular day, out of the blue, she had a full-fledged panic attack, mm -hmm. and it caused her to go seek professional help. And what that did for her, uh, and, and by the way, she was a very godly, faithful woman to God's Word even, mm -hmm. but for her, she needed somebody to listen to what was going on in her heart and her mind, and they were able to make sense out of her chaos to help mm -hmm. her get sure-footed again. And sometimes we, we need that. Mm -hmm. So as we're talking about this topic today, um, please don't hear us say, you know, if, if you're in depression or you're on medicine or you're seeking professional uh, help, that we're, we're not saying, oh, you have zero faith. Right. You know, come on, girl, get <laughs> get with the faith. Business. No. That's not what we're saying here. And we're just very sensitive um, yeah. to, to that. And we, we wanted to start with that disclaimer. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's good. And just know that, you know, you're not alone in that. Um, I think many of us have faced times where we needed to seek some extra help. Um, mm -hmm. And there's no shame in that. But as we're talking about worry and anxiety here in the scripture, we just wanted you to be um, aware that we are really sensitive to that. And yes, it's not a lack of faith. So Right, yeah. right. Uh, so also what we want to start off with is a little bit of context because our, our main scripture, I can't even remember if we said it when we opened. I think, yeah, I yeah, think you I did. did. <laughs> it was Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34. Yeah. Give you a little bit of context of what's going on behind this. And I'm just going to read a little bit from the BibleStudyTools.com is where I looked at it. I thought it, was, it just said it really well and, and simple. 
It says, the well-known Bible story, the Sermon on the Mount, is recorded in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. The Sermon on the Mount comes from when Jesus was just beginning his early ministry after being baptized by John and was traveling through Galilee. On a mountainside, not far from Capernaum, Jesus stopped to give his longest and most popular sermon, hence... Sermon on the Mount is what that's called. Jesus' teaching, uh, teachings in this message include what's known as the Lord's Prayer as well as the Beatitudes, the blessings. Now, the focus of the Sermon on the Mount was how uh, to live a life pleasing to God and the characteristics of Christian discipleship. So just wanted to give you the context of um, where Jesus was dropping in right here. And talk. But, Carolyn, yeah. you pointed something out yeah. um, uh, earlier when we were discussing before we yeah. started. I'd love for you to share that okay. right now, actually. It was talking yeah. about where a little yeah, bit more detail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just as reading the scripture, I was looking at the – I love to look at the chapters before and after um, where the main scripture is. And, you know, we know that all scripture is important because it's God-breathed and um, – But we can really tell that the topic of anxiety and worry is important to Jesus because he included it in this Sermon on the Mount. Um, He spoke about this topic during that very important sermon. And I just thought it was so interesting to look at where our key um, scripture is located in scripture. So it starts out with the Beatitudes, then believers being salt and light. And then Jesus talks about anger, lust, divorce, retaliation loving enemies and giving. And then we see the Lord's Prayer. We see him talking about fasting and treasures in heaven. And then we see this topic of anxiety right there amongst all those things that we really consider foundational um, in that that sermon. And so um, I love the scripture in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 4.15, where it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. And I just think this scripture in Matthew shows that Jesus knows that we will struggle with anxiety, that we'll struggle with worry. And um, he wanted to address it right there in the Sermon on the Mount. I just I just love that about the Lord, that he's sensitive. He knows he, he lived as a human. Of course, he was tempted and without sin. And so that's totally different than us. But right. he is familiar with things that we will face here on the earth. And he addresses it right here. And so I think it's really something that um, we should pay attention to. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that's good. So uh, we want to read the scriptures yeah, to you right let's now. Let's read it. So we're in Matthew again, Matthew six, and I'm going to start in verse twenty-five and go down to thirty-four. It says, "Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air." They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your loving Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor, nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which... Today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven. Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. 
Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day, is or sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That's good. I want to point out real quick. Yeah. There's five times that Jesus <laughs> says anxious, anxious or worry, depending on what translation. Anxious or worry, and mm-hmm. and he's making the disciples aware of um, you know uh, the nature of anxiety. And what we uh, talking about how it conveys a little faith here, and that's why our disclaimer in the mm-hmm. beginning too. And he also I love how he points <laughs> out God's nature to communicate how valuable they are mm-hmm. to God, and that if God so loves, yeah. think about this now when you're, you're looking outside and you're looking at the flowers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I was just thinking about those that have severe al- allergies. They probably have a different thought <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it when they're looking at the flowers. But and then the grass and and. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the birds of the air, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm mesmerized often when I'm sitting at my breakfast table, and I've, I've got this wind, beautiful view of the the trees, mm-hmm. kind of like foresty, like out uh, in front of me. And we have a few bird feeders, and mm-hmm. so often I'll sit there in awe mm-hmm. of thinking about where did that bird have to travel, and how did that bird <laughs> know to get food here yeah. at my house? I mean, did God give him my address, and he say go right here, <laughs> yeah, here, and go yeah. to the next house? Just the reality of of the the care and the provision God gives nature in itself, and how valuable He He sees that and He provides. Just how much more? Yeah, yeah. How much? It's hard to. It's really hard to comprehend. Yeah, yeah. But th- that's a you know that's really a, yeah. an incredible thing. That how much more valuable does He love you? Yeah, and we see so many how much mores in this scripture, and I, I just that's think good. that's so good. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you. When I started studying the scripture, of course, I've read this before. Do not be anxious. That's a, right, that's a great right. encouragement. And the Bible is full of encouragement and hope. But the Lord, um, through the Holy Spirit, also uses the Bible to convict, convict and sanctify his people. Um, and we talk a lot about Hebrews 4.12 here on the podcast that says, For the word of God is living and active. And it is. Mm-hmm. It is living and active. But I want to finish that verse. Yes. Because sometimes we just cling to that mm-hmm. first part, and it's great. But it goes on to say that it, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Um, you know, believers are sanctified firstly by the blood of Jesus on the cross, and then throughout life through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and often through the Word of God, the ministry right. of the Holy Spirit as mm-hmm. we read the Word of God. And um, so this scripture today proved really convicting for me as I was reading. Um, I think worry needs to really be categorized, and we need to be really clear about saying that worry is a sin. Um, when I worry, I'm ultimately showing lack of trust in the Lord and His promises. Um, the ex- expositor's commentary says that worry is an affront to, affront to the Lord God who knows the needs of His people. Um, and so I think worry is often considered a friendly sin or a, a nice sin, Um but it is a sin. Yeah, it's because we go, yeah. well, everybody worries. Everybody worries. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, like, like, I get you, girl. I'm the, I, can, I would be worrying about that, too. Instead of instead of going and, and go, wait a minute, let's let's take this before let's the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Let's address it. Yeah. So um, for me, worry can really creep in when I change my focus, when I mm-hmm. focus on um, what might happen tomorrow. 
um, instead of drawing on the mercies that God's given me today. And I just love that scripture in Lamentations where it says that God's mercies are new every morning. It says, mm. um, this is Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Um, and so I think one of the keys for me to focus on when I feel that worry and anxiety creeping in is that the truth that God will give me everything I need for today's challenges. And then tomorrow, he will give me exactly what I need for tomorrow's challenges. Mm -hmm. But if I start worrying about tomorrow, only using today's mercies and grace that God's given me, I, I don't have the stuff I need to deal with that. And that's where worry can really start to overcome you and really... Um, really affect you. Verse 27 in Matthew um, 6 says, what what can anxiety or worry add to your life? What can it add to your life? I just, mm -hmm. I started thinking about that. What does it add to our life? Is is there any benefit to worry? No, there's no. not. Mm -mm. It can only add negative things. I mean, it can make us physically ill. It can make mm -hmm. us sick. It can make, it can really um, overtake our mind, overtake our life. So I need to be aware of that. And then instead of focusing on the future, what I don't know, focus on what I do know, that mm -hmm. the Lord is faithful, that he's there, that his mercies, he's given me everything I need to deal with today, today, and tomorrow he'll do the same thing. And so um, just placing my trust in in the one true God. Um, I've been reading through some of the Old Testament, um, and I focused on Isaiah this past week. Um, Isaiah 2 verse 22 says, Stop regarding man in whose nostrils is breath, for of what account is he? And to me, that just said, trust the one who gives breath rather than the one who's dependent on it. And so That's often, yeah. I mean, we are so often we're in a situation where we're like, oh, if only this person would do this, or if only mm -hmm. this situation would turn out this way. That's where I'm, that's the sin. That's where I'm placing my trust in a person or a situation rather mm -hmm. than in the one, the God who gives me breath. Right. And that's a sin. Um, Lamentations, I read Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, but if we go on down in 3, um, verse 24 through 26, it says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And so often, worry does require me to wait. It requires oh, me yeah. to find my hope mm -hmm. and my portion in the Lord. And wow, sometimes I don't want to wait. No. Um, but that, that does require me to wait. And just knowing that the Lord is trustworthy. He is um, sovereign. Um, I found this quote about the providence of God. Now, I think we've probably heard the word providence, and sometimes that means to like see in advance or beforehand or to provide for, but really the providence of God is so much more than that. And this quote actually comes from the Westminster Confession of Faith, which was written in the 17th century. So it's kind of old English, but uh -huh. bear with me yeah. and y'all listen to this because this is... I'll try not to laugh at you. This Go is ahead. good truth. <laughs> <laughs> it says, God, the great creator of all things, doth uphold, direct, dispose, and govern all creatures, actions, and things from the greatest even to the least. By his most wide and holy providence, according to his infallible foreknowledge, and the free and the immutable counsel of his own will, to the praise for the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, goodness, and mercy. And so that's just a really 
big definition of the providence of God, that nothing ever happens that is beyond the Lord's providential control, and there are no chances or surprises to the Lord. And um, I love this quote from R.C. Sproul. It says, God's sovereign providence stands over and above our actions. So there's nothing that I can do to mess up God's plan for my life. There's nothing that anyone can do to mess up God's plan for our life. Um, When I think about that, I thought of Joseph and his brothers. And there's Mm -hmm. a verse in Genesis 50 verse 20. And y'all probably heard this, but it says, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. That's right. So what... You know, no one can mess up God's when plan. When we think that we've messed yes. up, you yes. know, and, and things have been yeah. done to us or, yes. you know, miss, God still comes through he's and good it. can come out of that That's for right. those that love him. So, and he's yeah, still absolutely. in control. Just That's remembering right. as we face those worries. Mm-hmm. That he is in control. Like, there's nothing I can do. There's no situation that's a surprise to him. He never panics. Um, And he is in control. And so just as I change my focus from my situation and my thinking about that situation to God and who he is and trusting in his control, that can really help me deal with that worry that so often creeps up in our lives. Right, right. I heard somebody say um, recently that you cannot think your way out of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is because <laughs> our anxiety a lot of times is in our thinking. It is. And it manifests in other areas like you were mm-hmm. talking about earlier. You know, I was even thinking about your throat, you know, swells up yeah. or you get rashes yeah. even or yeah. um, just all kinds of things that our body reacts, responds to, mm-hmm. to that anxiety. But I happen to think in this kind of anxiety and worry we're talking about, we can think our way out of it when we put it in proper perspective. That's right. And when we stop and we pause, we, we get our breath, and, you know, we, we practice those, those breathing mm-hmm. techniques that we know to calm ourselves down enough to go, what do I know that is true about this situation? What Are my emotions lying to me mm-hmm. or are they telling the truth? I mean, there's so many things that, that would help you um, think clearly to get to that point you know i even using scripture to go back to and um to help me think Mm -hmm. through my anxiety i use god's word to bring me back to ground uh, you know it's more of a secure solid ground because before before that i'm just like a bouncy ball in a rubber room you know just going all over the all over the place and that but I think one of the biggest things from even from the scripture that everything that you're talking about, Carolyn, just sums up to verse 30, um, verse 33 here, Mm -hmm. because, you know, what we're we're listening to or reading about here is he was addressing about them being worried about their food and their drink and what they were going to wear. But it applies to so much more. To us today, that we can take the principle from, you know, just just worrying about how are we going to pay that bill, mm-hmm. you know, with COVID going on right now, how are we going to have the proper childcare so I can go to work so I can right. pay for those bills? I mean, yeah. it's it's this crazy web that we're in, and, and anxiety is getting, you know, mm-hmm. it's getting to a peak beyond the last peak. Yeah. And there's just so much that are going on behind the closed doors of homes and in the hearts of people mm-hmm. um, that it's this this has caused such anxiety and worry about what is tomorrow going to bring. Yeah. Because you you listen to the news and everything that's going on too. They're they're talking about this. Uh, you know, the COVID can spike up again, and mm-hmm. what what that would look like, mm-hmm. and and all these different things. But God's saying, you know. 
worry about for today. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about tomorrow and what tomorrow's going to look like. Mm-hmm. He's not saying don't plan. Mm-hmm. He's talking about worry here. That's right. He's not talking about not planning and doing it. Right. He's talking about don't worry about the what ifs. You know that yes. that uh, <laughs> you know, the the if. You know what yeah. if what what if this turns out this way? What if yeah. uh, you know we get evicted? What what if I get COVID and then I spread it to my kids and. Yeah. And so I know some of that stuff is real, yeah. and that is happening, so I don't want to invalidate. I, yeah, I want yeah. to say I, I recognize that. But what I'm really trying to say is that that what if can be our enemy yeah. because yeah. it stands for the I is I, mm-hmm. and the F is fear, mm-hmm. I fear. Mm-hmm. So when we're in fear, we're playing the what if mm-hmm. game. And even in the midst of all that, we can just go, no, I don't have to go what if. I can go I know. That's right. Who, you go back and go back to verse 33. Yeah. Get grounded. Yes. And start seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah. yeah. And so to break that down just a little bit, um, I loved your, you shared with me earlier a definition that you found about the seek, because we yes. really want to break this scripture down yeah. a little bit. What What yeah. did you find, Carolyn? Well, before I dive into that, yeah, I love how you talked about preparation versus anxiety, because mm. I think often we can confuse the two, but anxiety, I found a definition. I thought this is like the perfect definition. This is exactly what I feel like when I'm anxious. It means to be drawn in different directions or have a distracting take care. So oh, it's distracting good. you from the truth of what's really happening or that you're just being drawn in all sorts of different directions. So I love I love mm-hmm. that and I love the yeah, the difference between active preparation that right. the Lord, you know, he gave mm-hmm. us brains, he gave us the ability to think, but not being overcome with that. So, yes, but the word seek and this is where we want to land because Yes, I think this is the key to overcoming that anxiety, um, seeking first the kingdom of God. So the word seek, um, I just found a definition. It means to pursue or seek in order to find out by thinking, meditating, reasoning, or inquiring, and even to crave or demand something. And so for me, that just really kind of changed the definition of seek from something like I do kind of passively to something Mm -hmm. that I am all in. I'm going to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, a determination. Demand it until you find it. I I love that too. Yeah. Yeah. That really does change that. So um, as I was thinking about this scripture as well, I really wanted to break down a little bit for myself too is Mm -hmm. the kingdom, you know, what does the kingdom of God mean in this? Mm -hmm. Um, To seek first the kingdom of God. And for me, I want to I want to focus on it in an abstract way. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have a kingdom, you first must have a king, right? Mm-hmm. So who is Jesus? He's King of Kings, right? So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are part of His kingdom. Therefore, we're, com- we're it compels us to allow Christ to rule and reign within us, seeking air quotes here. You can't mm-hmm. see me, but air quotes mm-hmm. seeking. His will and way unto obedience. Mm-hmm. And so um, so seeking first the kingdom of God. So Christ in you. So when we're in worry, we're in anxiety, mm-hmm. we, we ought to pause, push that pause button, and start seeking Christ within us and walking and living and thinking out. Have, in other words, have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of those ways. And see, I had a couple of things here. Yeah. Um, 
while you're looking, yeah. I just thought um, I found a verse in Hebrews verse four six or it's uh, chapter four verse sixteen. It says, "Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need." And I just think mm. that's so important and a key to seeking the kingdom of God is just drawing near to the Lord yes. um, through prayer, through meditation, through studying His Word. Um, mm. To me, that's that's really a key to draw near to that throne of the King of Kings that we know and um, that is our Savior. And what a what a valuable resource that is yeah. in our time of anxiety and worry to draw near and talk to the Lord. That that really is the key. It sounds so simple, right? <laughs> it does. But I have found when I'm in the midst of my worry and anxiety, is mm. uh, for a long time had been maybe the last resort I would go yeah. to. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah. But the the more I've walked with Christ, the more I seek and crave and demand, you mm-hmm. know, to to know Him more be, uh, in that way. Yeah. Uh, it's more of an instant thing. Yeah. So you know, it's it's a life that is centered on submitting to. Worshiping and seeking after God and confessing Jesus as the Messiah. So that's mm-hmm. that's the key there. Yeah. And it's also being intentional at striving to have the mind of Christ, like I was saying a minute ago, and practicing what is truth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that practicing what is truth because we get confused sometimes in our emotions mm-hmm. and in our chaos. We get we get it switched around the the truth and the lie. And uh, and then also I like this phrase that I've used often. Um, even with my kids, is when when there's been anxiety, there's been you know some problems that come up, and it's kind of that mental game, that mm-hmm. mental battle, you know, yeah. the battlefields in your mind. Absolutely. I say change the channel of your mind, just like yes. you would on TV. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, that's a bad show to watch. Let me change the channel yeah. so I can protect my mind. Yeah. We have that ability to do that within our own selves. We do. With it. Yeah, and we so, have to focus yeah. on that because yes. that takes concentration. Mm-hmm. And, and being aware of that. And I think that's something that we can really pray and ask for the Lord to give us because I think he will. Right. He has in my life where I'm, I become more aware, wait a minute, I don't like where this is going. I don't like where mm-hmm. my mind is going. I need to go back to what I know is true, the mm-hmm. word of God and what I know about God and his character. And then I could switch back. But it is a, it's a process. It's something mm-hmm. you have to actively do. You have to be intentional. Yes. And it's not a one-time thing. Mm-mm. It's an ongoing Mm-mm. process that we're all going to struggle with. Even today, I've probably done it a hundred times. Absolutely. I mean, just being transparent, <laughs> it, it, it is an ongoing battle. Yes. It, it just, it, it simply is. Yes. I love that. Changing the cha- channel, mm-hmm. though. Just really mm-hmm. shifting that focus and being aware that it needs to be shifted. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And then, you know, you know, seeking first the kingdom of God and then and his righteousness. Mm. And I don't want to I don't want to just let that go right. right there. You know, what what kind of does that mean? You know, he justifies sinners through faith in, in Christ. Uh, again, I went to the BibleStudyTools.com and looked something up here, and I want to share that um, if I can. It says, The Gospel of Matthew makes clear that from the beginning, Jesus' mission is to fulfill God's righteousness. This is brought to realization in his words and ministry so that the kingdom and salvation of God are in him and come through him. Alongside this is the righteousness in the new covenant, which is uh, right thinking, feeling, speaking, and behavior on the part of disciples, which are you and I, disciples of the kingdom, who do what God approves and commands. Mm -hmm. 
And when I was looking into the righteousness a little bit more, I came across Proverbs 15, 9, the, the B, the second part. He loves one who pursues righteousness. Mm. And then Proverbs 21, 21, he who pursues righteousness and loyalty finds life, righteousness and honor. And I love that, mm. define life. Yeah, that's so good. And it takes me back to kind of where we started, I think, mm-hmm. is that, you know, God uses his word to sanctify us. And that's, you know, becoming more and more like him in his righteousness, being um, transformed. And, you know, our mind is part of that transformation. Our mind is, um, you know, God can work through uh, our worries, use those worries in our life to kind of refine us and kind of say, no, this is where your mind needs to go. This is where you need to shift. You need to be focused on me rather than the circumstances. And it's all part of that refining process of becoming more and more like him in his righteousness. It is. It is yeah. good. It makes me think of Romans 12 too. be transformed, you know, mm. be transformed by the renewing, yes. what we're talking about, renewing of the mind yep. so that you uh, may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. That. Yeah. And, you know, I've, just real quick, I know we're probably running a little out of time here, um, but I was thinking also about who in the Bible practiced this well. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of people that, that came to mind. And, and again, it's not that they were worried. It doesn't show that they were worried about their food or their drink or what they were going to wear necessarily. Mm-hmm. But they were in the midst of persecution or, or trials. And so did they wring their hands in worry and fret? And I thought of Daniel, oh, you know. Oh, right that right? That's so cool. Yes, yes. So, you know, he was under that persecution. He went mm-hmm. through the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was thrown in the lion's den. And then so rather than uh, being fearful, he sought the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he trusted and believed mm-hmm. that God was going to protect him. And then he was like, and even if he didn't, it was going to be okay mm. because God's still good. Mm-hmm. My word's not Daniel's, yeah, but, yeah. you know, and then uh, I thought about David. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went to search a little bit about an example there, and I thought, man, it's just his life. Yeah. I mean, how many how many times was he on the run <laughs> yeah. from Saul that yeah. was supposed to be a friend, you know, a yeah. friend, and it's just God provided everything. But on the other end with David, you know, he was, oh, God, where are you at? You know, you've, you know, don't forsake me. And so he went, he did have those moments. But the the thing that's cool about David's life and journey that makes me think it's more relatable to me Mm -hmm. because he did go in that place. But ultimately, at the end of a lot of those uh, Psalms, Mm-hmm. He's praising God, yeah. and yet I will praise you, yeah. and yet I, you know you are still my God. Yeah. And I thought I can relate to that because I'm, yeah. I'm about bringing God my pain, you know, yeah. and and my, um, um, yeah, uh, just worries, yeah, just fr- just yeah. frustrated yeah. and yeah. going, you know, what what have I done? I thought I was doing all these things, and here I'm worrying. Yeah, and is is my faith in you not sufficient, yeah. Lord? Yeah, and it, and so much of it's about our mindset. Mm-hmm. What is our mind? set on mm-hmm. you know i just recently just kind of was going through a little bit of that and I, i've been trying to practice again memorizing some scripture mm-hmm. i'm really really bad about that yeah. because <laughs> I, if i don't use it i lose it yes yeah. and so i've gotten frustrated i'm doing a rabbit trail here but i've gotten frustrated <laughs> yeah. doing that in the past because i've done really good and i've got all these scriptures i've memorized and then give me a month not even that long and i go I don't remember one of them mm-hmm. because I, 
and I was like, I don't know how to do yeah. that. But what I did find through that is that uh, it has been embedded in my heart, right. but so often I just might not know the scripture reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is valuable. Just a little plug in there. Yeah. The Spend time in God's Word yeah. and meditate and memorize it, and yeah. He will be faithful to bring the context of it right. and, the, and the principle of that message, even if it's not necessarily uh, that where it's located. Yeah. In it. so, I mean, I'm, go, I'm usually yeah. like, it's in the Bible, That's you know, so somewhere good. in there. <laughs> going back to that foundation of yeah. truth that we know, because yeah. I think that is one of the most important keys to overcoming anxiety and worry mm-hmm. in our mind is is rooting our our mind in the truth going back to the right. foundation that we know who God is through his word right. and and the truth of his word right. um what a gift it is that we have his word that he's given us his word to to deal with all these things that to we shape us to mold us and and I'm, I'm mindful earlier you mentioned uh, do not be anxious about anything mm, uh, Philippians yes. four yeah. um, so one of the other people I thought of of course was Paul I mean mm. he he's teaching others do not be anxious for anything but in all things prayer and supplication uh-huh. make my request be known to to you you yeah. know <laughs> in jail from yeah, jail know, right yes, yes. right <laughs> so he's he's another great example yeah. Of going, hey, you think you've got it bad? You know, he mm. could have he could have compared that. What what are you whining about? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here in prison. Yeah, and and so, but but what a fine example yes. that uh-huh. we we found in Paul too. But and we talked about Joseph too in his yes. life. That yeah, exactly. verse in Genesis, but exactly. Yeah, go back and read Joseph's story mm-hmm. if you haven't. I mean, his life mm-hmm. was full of ups, highest of highs and lowest mm-hmm. of lows, over and over again. Yeah. Um, but yet, you know, he's still trusting the Lord. Yeah, it doesn't so. mean that you're not going to be in the midst of a trial right. or going through the fire, so to speak, That's or right. in deep waters. That's but right. it's how how are you? You know, I'm thinking about protecting your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to protect. Do now what you're going to need for later. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is spend time now in yeah. girding up your mind yes. to um, get secure in the word and yeah. knowing what you believe and why you believe it. That's right. And develop and cultivate that trust that you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. Carolyn. Start mm-hmm. cultivating that trust. Maybe you've been trusting for 25 years yeah. and you're still struggling with this. Yeah. Well, and you want to trust him more. Yeah. Be intentional. Yeah. You know, go to God and say, Lord, I, I, Forgive me, I I have not trusted you in these areas, and I've tried to work through it myself and justify things. And you know, we can yeah. justify our worries so many <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Um, but at, at the end of the day, God says, "Just come back to me. Yeah. Seek me first in my righteousness, and walk in these ways. Mm-hmm. And you you will not lose yeah. time because you know when you yeah. were talking about earlier about yeah. in the scripture, you know, um, I just kind of labeled it as time. And who have you been worried can add a single hour oh, yeah. to his life? So he's talking about not just um, you know the the birds and the the um, the birds, the clothing, and the food, and the lilies and grass mm-hmm. and faith, but he's also talking about time. Worry robs us of time. Worry oh, yeah. robs us of life. It does. Yes, I, I've spent yeah. an entire day worrying about something that I, yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't change anything yeah. Yeah. that I was worried about. Yeah. But we can change us. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 can not yeah. worry. Yeah, is that a new concept? I, <laughs> well, I love that that you said. You know, seeking first the kingdom of God. That's yeah. the key. Mm-hmm. And then it says in verse thirty three that all these other things will be added to you. Like oh, God's going to yes. take care of all the other stuff. Good. We need to seek God and His righteousness, and then 
just leave it in his hands. He's going to take right. care of that. Um, right. You know, that doesn't mean we sit back and do nothing, right. but we can trust him with our life. We can mm-hmm. trust him with our situation that seems impossible. We can trust him with our anxiety, with our worry, um, knowing that his plans for us are good and that he is like uh, it said in Genesis that, you know, any evil that's against us, God can turn it and make it for good yeah. um, in our life. So, and he provides that grace and mercy that we need each and every day for that day. And then, you know, his mercies are new every morning. So each right. morning he gives us exactly what we need for that day. Right. So. He, I think you were saying yeah. you give, he gives you grace for today and you're not, Absolutely. he doesn't give you grace for today that and you can live. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. What, how did you say it earlier? Yeah. No, I just think God gives us grace for what we have today. If I start thinking about tomorrow, mm-hmm. I don't have grace to deal that's with that what yet. Yes, I don't that, have, yeah. I haven't yeah. received that yet, mm-hmm. but I will tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it gets dangerous, where we trail off. Oh, and you got to trust that we're going to receive that grace tomorrow. Absolutely. Right? Because yeah. God is faithful. He is. He is faithful yes. even when we're not. So yeah. just kind of wrap it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought, let let your deepest, most intense concerns be used up in seeking the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and His righteousness. So when we allow Christ to rule and reign within our hearts and minds, and that's key, mm-hmm. in our minds, then we'll conquer anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you you just kind of like dropped this little bomb right here in the midst of, of the Sermon on the Mount. And God, we want to feast on what you want to teach us in this fullness. And I think that we've only just barely touched it here. So God, I pray for all of us that struggle with worry and anxiety, Lord, that you would help us um, Pause and stop when we're in those moments of chaos and seek first you, Father, and that we'd let you rule and reign within our spirits, within our hearts and our minds, that that we would cling to you and put our eyes fixed on you and, and seek to have your perspective, to have the mind of Christ. Because, God, I know that in doing that, you bring about calmness, you bring about peace. Uh, Lord, you help us uh, have a clearer thought process when we do those things. But Lord, it is so hard sometimes when the battle in the mind and even in the heart gets so fierce, we just feel like we're we're losing ground and that we're just defeated again. But God, I'm reminded that we have victory in you. When you are in us, we are never defeated because we have victory in you. And you are so faithful to pull us up out of those pits and to dust us off and say, come on, let's let's get up and let's do this again. Let's get going. But this time, don't turn to the right or to the left, but stay straight forward behind me. Step in my footsteps. So God, thank you that you are with us, that you will never leave us or abandon us, and that you care about us, that you see us in the midst of our worry and that you know what it causes uh, within us, and that you've made a way. You've made a way to help us out of that. I pray that we choose, even right now, to choose you over our worry and anxiety, to choose to trust you and be not just sorrowful, but repent of, of worrying rather than trusting you. So God, thank you for who you are, for your love for your steadfastness, and that you are trustworthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, ladies, 
for joining us on Hopefield Conversations. We have been so encouraged by just diving in ourselves in this word, and we pray that you have too. Until next time.